What's going on, party people? All right, before we get into it, I know. I know. Okay, I know. I originally had uh, started recording an episode after... Game three, maybe game four of the finals. And then had some technical difficulties, and when I tried to go back to it, the episode was deleted. So, wonderful. And now here we are, many, many days after the finals have ended. So, congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. Probably the most boring champion anyone in the NBA could have asked for. Um, Nothing polarizing about them. Constantly talk about how they have an underdog mentality even though they're the favorite for like, I don't know, the entire playoffs. Just like people respect Jokic, like a lot of people would probably agree that right now Jokic is the best basketball player in the world, but nobody talks about him because he's boring. There's nothing wrong with that, that's actually probably a good thing. Nobody talks about Denver or Jokic or Jamal Murray or Mike Malone outside of them winning the NBA Finals because they don't do anything else. Immediately, well, right before, it's all about is LeBron going to retire? Polarizing. Right after John Morant, 25-game suspension, polarizing. It's okay to be boring. I promise you would rather nobody talk about you and just respect your game quietly than everyone be all up in your shit all the time. That aside, uh, so I do believe it it was probably, it must have been after game three. I don't remember because it's been so long now because I'm a lazy piece of shit. Um, I remember... thinking that the Heat would win Game 5. I I thought they would win Game 5 in Denver, go back to Miami, 
and lose the series there. Um, for any of you that have been listening, you know, I said quite some time ago, it's pretty much wrapped up. Denver should have it in the bag. I wanted Miami to win. And I'm also not one of the guys that just wasn't giving Miami any kind of shot. Uh, It's a seven-game series. Miracles happen. Literally anything can happen in a seven-game series. But the most likely outcome happened. When your wings are, you know, 6'9", 6'10", when your center averages a triple-double in the finals, when he, which I, I do understand, yes, yes, I know. I know they held him to a low number of assists that one game. Whoop-de-doo. Him and Jamal Murray both got triple-doubles. I mean, it's just... It's a tough team to beat. It's a very tough team to beat. But a lot of people just, just, you know, nuggets and four, nuggets and four. I mean, the Heat got there for a reason. Can I put a, a little bit of respect on Jimmy Butler? Just a shred? No? No? Okay. We'll move on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I would have gone through stats and everything with you uh, had I been able to keep up amidst the finals. But that did not happen, so... It's been enough time now. You don't need to go through the stats. If you care, you've seen them. I know you have. But. Big news. From this past weekend. Bradley Beal. To the Phoenix Suns. Man. What a loss to Denver will do to your team. Look, I I don't have a problem with it. 
there's nothing wrong with it. I think Bradley Beal is a uh, uh, a great basketball player. He probably I'd say he's, he's he might clear top thirty guys in the league right now. Maybe top twenty five. I don't know. It'd be close. I, I I think he's cleared top 30 at the very least, probably closer to top 25. I wouldn't go as far as top 20. And I can go through a list of 20 guys that I think are better if I need to, but I don't think too many people are going to disagree with me on that front. Um. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they fucking. They got him on a dime. I mean, really. Uh, they got Beal for Chris Paul, Landry Shamet, Shamet, well, I don't know how to say his name. Who cares? And future picks. Sounds great, right? What's that fucking bench going to look like, though, dog? That's what I want to know. I want to know what that fucking bench is going to look like. I mean, Booker is probably the healthiest. KD, long history. I mean,. I don't know. I just know that at some point, KD is probably going to get injured. DeAndre Ayton will probably get injured. Devin Booker may fucking break his back from having to carry the team while... Other big name guys aren't playing. Uh, you know, Beal, you know, might you could probably say the same. Now, does this have the ability to be a, a I mean, not just a super team, but a super massive team. Yeah, sure. It's no Steph, Clay, Draymond, KD. But it's still pretty fucking good. I don't know. 
I mean, that's I mean that is a big news trade, but I think we're all still expecting there might be a bigger one on the way. Um, if nobody's contacted him yet, I don't know. Damian Lillard to the Lakers? Question mark. Hey, Dame. You could go to Miami. Sure, you could. Or you could go to a team that's closer. I promise they're closer. Yes, I understand. Miami made it to the finals. But Boston's going to be better next year. I don't see them getting worse, even if they run it back completely. You know, no, no changes. Um, Boston's not getting worse. You can go to Miami and be the beta to Jimmy's alpha. Or, and and also, yeah, Miami made it to the finals, but they didn't have to go through Denver to get there. Okay. You could go to the Lakers to a team where there is an alpha who is trying to pass the team on. He's trying to pass it on to somebody. He's been trying to pass it on to AD. AD just can't do it. He can't stay healthy. He disappears. He just. So why don't you just go to the Lakers and go win a ring? I mean, if AD spends time in the gym and can stay healthy, you get somebody in there that can score so that LeBron can play a comfortable, you know, 50 games a season. For the next, you know, year or two. And they're like, oh, well, is he going to be taking the ball away from Austin Reeves? Is Austin Reeves going to be taking the ball away from him? I don't know. I watched LeBron bring the ball down. I watched D'Lo bring the ball down. I watched Austin Reeves bring the ball down. What's the difference in getting D'Angelo Russell the fuck out of there. LeBron brings the ball down less because he probably doesn't want to. I mean, I understand that he is a facilitator, and that may be the best bet is to have him bring the ball down, and then he can move to that number four. Number three, whatever it is. If you're going to keep Vanderbilt there, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I do know they're going to split touches anyway. I'd rather that third of bringing the ball up the court go 
to Dame than D'Angelo Russell. I get sick of D'Angelo Russell, and I'm sure he's a great guy. I can't tell you why, but I fucking hate him. I fucking, I hate him. Hell, uh, on, on 2K23, I chose to be drafted by the Lakers. And as soon as I became a starter that could, you know, kind of shift, you know, minutes and positions and whatnot, I put D'Lo at the end of the bench and gave the sixth spot to Dennis Schroeder. Just like they did in real life, because that's what needs to happen. Schroeder can't be a full-time starter. He could. He can be a great six-man. Go get Dame. For fuck's sake. Look, Denver's not going to get any worse, barring any major injuries. Okay? Phoenix just got better. Go get Dame. Okay, so uh, another thing from, I guess, technically end of last week slash over the weekend. Um, I mean, the whole Jamar Chase thing started gaining ground like a week ago. And then on like Thursday or something, uh, oh, God damn it, what was it? Thursday, Friday? I think it was Thursday. Oh, excuse me, Thursday night. Uh, the Chiefs had their you know ring ceremony, and anyhow, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the. You know, they asked Jamar Chase who he thinks the best player in the league is Joe Burrow. And he said, Pat, who said that Joe Pat, who? Okay. A little friendly trash talk never hurt nobody. Okay. Riding with your quarterback. Is I completely understand. I completely understand that's your guy and you're riding with him and you're trying to hype him up. But there are a million different things you could have said. You know, like, oh, well, you know, Joe's humble. I'm not, you know, I think I think Joe's better. Okay, that's still a dig. But you're still acknowledging that you know who the fuck you're talking about. When you say Pat who. About a guy. That has been to three Super Bowls in the past five years. And won two of them. Hell, three Super Bowls in the past, what, four years? 
right? Wrong. Because it went Chiefs 49ers, Chiefs Bucks, Rams Bengals, and then Chiefs Eagles, right? Yeah, so three out of the last four Super Bowls he's been in, and he won two of them. Pat who? Okay, big dog. Okay. About a guy that has nothing but nice things to say about you, your quarterback, and the rest of your team. Because that's who he is. But you want to go and poke the bear? Pat posted on his socials a picture of him wearing his two rings. And he said, that's who. Look, Jamar Chase, man, you might be the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. If you're not the best, you're probably, you're you're absolutely top five, probably top three. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. Your boy threw 35 touchdowns to you, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and that fucking Hirsch or whatever the fuck his name is, the tight end. He's okay. He's not He's not great. But I've seen worse pass catchers. Like everyone that played for the Bears last year and everybody that played for the Giants last year. He threw 35 touchdowns to probably the best group of pass catchers in the league. Pat threw 50 to rookies and no-names. Be quiet. All right, be quiet. Friendly trash talk is fine. Don't be out here being like, we're not even going to acknowledge him. That's not friendly trash talk. That's you being a jackass. It don't look good when you don't have rings to back it up. Just saying, big dog. Like, people got mad at, at, at Tyreek for all the shit that, you know, he says. Do I think it's a little ridiculous that he's the one that wanted to leave Kansas City and that he still keeps talking about the Chiefs all the time? Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. But him, you know, hyping up Tua a little bit. Like, he's hyping up Tua in, you know, a, a little, you know, still like, come on, man, but... You know, I get it. You know, he's like, oh, Tua is probably the most, you know, accurate guy I've ever caught a pass from. Like, that's a dig. 
kind of, but I also understand you trying to hype Tua up a little bit. I get that. And then, you you know, talking about, oh, when we play the Chiefs, you know, I'm going to be their worst nightmare. I have no issue with that, man. I got no problems with that. It's a friendly, you know, a little bit of friendly trash. A lot of Kansas City fans got upset by that. I'm like, man, that's just, it's just a little trash talk, man. That's all it is. He's, you know, acknowledging that, you know, he played here. He knows the schemes and shit like that. And, you know, he's, he's laughing, you know, he's having a good time. It's not a, not a problem with it. Jamar Chase being like, Pat, who? Yeah, that's that's some fuckery. That's what that is. But uh So you remember when we were talking about possible landing spots for DeAndre Hopkins? And I said go to Buffalo. For fuck's sake, go to Buffalo. You want to win a championship? Go to Buffalo. He instantly Makes Buffalo better. Makes them a viable contender. All right. You know who he's been visiting with? Tennessee and New England. D-Hop. What are you doing, bro? Literally, what the fuck are you doing? Tennessee... You want to catch passes from Ryan Tannehill? As much of a child as Kyler Murray is, I promise he's a far better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill is. And if he doesn't work out, you're going to put your faith in Will Levis? More worried about his fucking, about the fucking gun show than anything else? Okay. All right, bet. Uh-huh. And New England. You think old-ass Bill Belichick doesn't know shit about offense. Can't draft offensive players to save his life. Can't field a competitive offense to save his life since Brady dumped his ass and moved on to win another championship without him. You think that's the guy you're going to play for? I understand Bill O'Brien's there. I get that. Still Belichick's team, dude. He don't know what the fuck he's doing. You think Mac Jones is going to take you to the promised land? I'm not a Buffalo fan. I don't care for Josh Allen at all. I think he's probably the most overhyped quarterback in the league. Everybody talks about how great he is, yet he has done nothing of merit. He's going to be on the cover of Madden 24. He has done nothing to deserve it. Better options to be on the cover of Madden 24. Travis Kelsey, two-time Super Bowl champion. Joe Burrow, probably at the very least second-best quarterback in the league. Jalen Hurts just made it to a Super Bowl and threw for 300 yards in that game. They were talking about making him the MVP 
even though the Eagles lost. All options sound better than Josh Allen, who has done nothing but fall apart and get blown out in the divisional round of the playoffs. They barely beat the Dolphins on wildcard weekend with Skylar Thompson under center. Skylar Thompson ain't no fucking Brock Purdy, okay? Yeah, I know. Well, Brock Purdy was the third string guy, and look how that went. Different. Different. Team much better. Much better built for for a young pocket passer. Skylar Thompson actually had to play some ball. Okay? Kid showed that he, he, he could go toe-to-toe with him. Had some issues at times. But ultimately, showed that he could play. And the Bills almost lost that fucking game. Okay. All of those things. All of it. Is precisely the reason DeAndre Hopkins should go to Buffalo. Because all of those things get turned around. All of the sudden... Josh Allen, probably making a Super Bowl. At least the AFC Championship. Possible MVP. Do things to deserve that cover. But you want to visit Tennessee and New England. Ridiculous. We'll be right back for the second segment. And we're back. So the other big news that happened uh, last week. Um, Sorry. Trying to get adjusted here. Some people were shocked by it. I was not shocked uh, at all. Um, I think if you were shocked, you either live in a fairy tale land or you're just blind stupid i i don't i don't know like i don't understand why, why anyone was surprised by this pga tour merged with live golf not shocking whatsoever originally when live starts gaining traction and they start stealing stars from the PGA Tour. What do they talk about? First of all, they use you know Rory McIlroy as a fucking scapegoat, um, which is all of these morals. This high ground, this, oh, well, you know, we have to be, you know, above this. We can't, no. No. Uh-uh.
I just... Jay Monahan literally, literally used 9-11 and families affected by 9-11 as a reason to not sign with Live Golf. Yes, Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, directly used 9-11 and 9-11 families as a reason to not sign with Live Golf. All of these the human rights claims, the fucking, just all of it, all of the morals, all of the moral high ground, all sitting from the mighty high horse looking down on the poor people choosing the money. I understand these were stars. Yes, no, they're not poor by any means. No, no, no. But that's what it feels like when Jay Monahan sits up there and says shit like that. And then uses Rory McIlroy as a pawn to basically second all the things that he said. The PGA Tour is the one professional sports organization that treats their stars like shit. I know people get tired of seeing Patrick Mahomes' face, but he's the biggest star in the NFL right now. They market the shit out of him. They take care of the guy that gets him ratings. They'll continue to do it for Mahomes. They'll do it for Joe Burrow. They'll do it for Jalen Hurts. They'll do it for Josh Allen. Accomplishments or no accomplishments, they get ratings. The league will take care of them. Maybe, you know, not necessarily coddle them, but they'll be taken care of. In the NBA, where it's especially a player's league, the stars are taken care of. They're noticed. The guys that draw in crowds get paid. LeBron James has not been the best basketball player in the NBA for some years now. I'm, I'm not going to go, you know, too long, but I would say for probably at least the last, at the very least, I would say since the bubble, and probably not even in the bubble, if we're being completely honest. LeBron James has not been the best player in the league for quite some time. But he's still a star. When the Lakers play against whatever team on the road, people that don't normally go to games will go to games so they can see LeBron play.
I mean, you know, that's that's dwindling as the years go on. Now you're only going to get about 50 chances instead of, you know, closer to 70, but still. The NBA takes care of its guys. It feels like the MLB coddles Otani and Mike Trout. And not necessarily that they're acting out and or that they're behaving like children or anything. But good God, those two guys, Aaron Judge, even a little bit like Salvador Perez, I know this is, you know, Kansas City bias. He's been arguably... Well, not as of recent years, but for years, he was arguably the best catcher in the league, if not second best. And a lot of people that don't know anything about baseball don't know, but the the two best catchers in the league for quite some time were Salvador Perez and Yadier Molina. Molina fell off a little earlier than Salvi did. Uh, Yachty was just older. Um, He took that ball to the nuts that shattered his cup, and he had to get reconstructive surgery done. So we don't blame the guy for slowing down after that because that sounds fucking terrible. But Yachty hits a wall first. Salvi's unquestionably the best catcher in the league. And then, you know, Salvi's knees are starting to go and he's not sitting behind the plate as much anymore because he just can't handle it. But anyhow, even the past couple years with Salvi hitting more, Aaron Judge, all the home runs, Mike Trout, Shoei Otani, Clayton Kershaw, uh, the big names get taken care of. PGA Tour doesn't give a shit. They don't take care of their stars. They treat all of their golfers the same. And you may think, well, that sounds pretty good. No. No. It's not you it's not a union construction site where everyone should be treated the same and paid equally. It's a professional sport. It's a competition. And the guys that are finishing at the top or winning consistently should be treated as such. So stars are getting mistreated. I mean, you're able to hold on to Rory McIlroy. Tiger's not going to go because I. it was rumored that Tiger was offered $800 million to play for the Live Tour. Now, he doesn't need that. <laughs> was it hard to turn down? I'm sure it was. But I promise he didn't. He doesn't need it. But it's 
much harder to turn down when you're not worth however much he's worth over a billion. I don't know. Do we need to look it up? Let's look it up real quick. Let's look up how much is Tiger Woods worth? Tiger Woods net worth. I wish I could hire somebody to do this shit for me, but um, this ain't that kind of operation yet. Yeah, Tiger's worth $1.1 billion as of 2023. He could have been closer to $2 billion had he taken that deal, but he decided not to. And that's okay. And had he decided to take it, I wouldn't have judged him. I may not like it, but I've never had $800 million thrown in my face. And this is my whole point. Okay? All that shit talking. All that shit talking by Jay Monahan, using Rory as his fucking puppet. Liv comes in, signs multiple, multiple big names, guys that draw crowds. These are just from the U.S. Bryson DeChambeau draws a crowd. Dustin Johnson draws a big crowd. Brooks Kepka draws a massive crowd. Chase a little bit, but more so Brooks. Chase Kepka also went. But Brooks is, I, I think we all know Brooks is bigger and better. Phil Mickelson, all-time golf legend who just happened to be going through his prime the same time that Tiger was going through his prime. Phil Mickelson is still one of the greatest golfers to ever play. He It just so happens that he was playing right alongside the greatest golfer of all time. <laughs> it's just That's just how it goes. And there's, I mean, you can't really compare it. I mean, I don't, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know how I compare it, but Pat Perez, Patrick Reed, Brendan Steele, Bubba Watson. Even Matthew Wolf. I mean, some some of those aren't some like huge names, but hell, Brooks Kepka and Phil Mickelson is enough to draw crowds. I believe Rory was offered three, maybe four hundred mil. Tiger was offered eight hundred mil. They turned it down. Rory turned it down because he completely bought into the morals and high ground. Tiger turned it down because he didn't need it. They swooped in and stole 
a bunch of stars. And let's face it, Tiger's, I mean, sure, he can still go out and play, but he knows he's not going to be competitive anymore. He just can't, man. The accident, the age, like just all of it, dude. It's the whole part. I mean, it's slowing him down, and it's that's that's just how it is. Father time waits for no man. So you got Rory McIlroy left. Who else you got? Who else you got left that's drawing big crowds? Honestly. And after all that shit talking, that is exactly what Jay Monahan was thinking about. Who do we have left that's going to draw a crowd? You look around and you realize nobody, nobody, we're going to make no money So what do they do? They sell out. They sell out. They're going to merge with live. Money is king. If you are shocked by it, you are living in a fairy tale world. Our government does deals with Saudi Arabia. You want to use 9-11 as a reason not to sign with Liv? Guess what? 19 men involved in 9-11. 19 men involved in the attack. 15 of those 19 were from Saudi Arabia. Government doesn't give a shit. You people don't kick up that, that much of a fuss. When it comes to doing deals on oil, trying to get gas prices go down, you don't seem too worried about it then. I'm not saying you have to like it. I don't love it. No, I don't. I don't love it. But I'm also not judging anybody. Ronaldo's going to play in Saudi or for a Saudi club for like $297 million a year. I can't pass judgment. Do I love it? No. Do I know what I would do if almost $300 million was waved in my face? I... I, I, I couldn't turn it down. I would not be able to turn it down. Of course, I would never be in that position, but... Someone offered me that much money. I, I couldn't turn it down. Short of maybe, I don't know, going on a killing spree 
And even at that, I'd be like, well, who are the targets? <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of money, man. They offered Messi $1.6 billion over the course of two years. Messi turned it down because, once again, he's already well worth a lot of fucking money. And he knows he can draw big crowds in America and not catch as much media scrutiny. Ronaldo doesn't give as much of a shit. Plus, those guys aren't from the U.S. Relations aren't exactly the same. Now, they're still not great. And yes, there is a bunch of human rights shit that plays into it. Women do get treated terribly there. People get fucking stoned and beheaded for just frivolous shit here. But over there, it is punishable by death. It's insane. I don't have to love it. But I can't pass any judgment. And if you are trying to pass judgment, if you're shocked by the whole thing, if you bought the whole morals and high ground, you're full of shit. You can't fool me. Get out of the fairy tale world. And understand one thing. And one thing only. Money is king. Jay Monahan will probably not be the commissioner of the PGA Tour for much longer if I had to guess. But even that stupid son of a bitch knows. Money is king. So there's a rant for you. I gotta take a piss. So I'm gonna put this bitch on pause. And then we'll get back to the game. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right. We're back. We're going to get right into it. Give me just a second. Let me adjust this right quick. Oh, that's much better. Much better, bud. Yeah. Okay. Breaking news. But, 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 breaking news. Warriors. Wizards. Trading Chris Paul for Jordan Poole, a 2030 first round pick, and a 2027 second round pick. So, to go a little deeper on, uh, I mean, I won't get into it too much. For the Bradley Beal trade for Landry Shamit and Chris Paul. Uh, uh, you know, the Suns win that trade, 
obviously. You can get Beal for next to nothing. Um, so the main talking point is that it's too much offense. You don't have a viable big. I shouldn't say that. DeAndre Ayton is not bad. He just... He is not going to get the ball. If Beal, Booker, and KD are on the floor at the same time, DeAndre Ayton doesn't touch that ball except for defensive rebounds. That's it. Um, and he'll he'll throw a fit. Um, DeAndre Ayton can play. He's not great by any means. But they're, they're, the talking point is that they have no bench. Uh, oh, fuck it, I'm going to say. You don't have a viable big because if he's going to you know, throw a tantrum on the floor because he doesn't get the ball on offense, then that's not a viable big. Um, and they just they don't have enough defense. My question to you is Chris Paul for the past couple years has played next to no defense. He tries. He's never been a superpower, you know. He's never been a defensive catalyst. At moments in his career, sure. Draymond Green, over the course of his entire career, has been a defensive catalyst. Chris Paul is not that. Especially now, in his later years on the court. Just can't move as quick. He doesn't play as many games. So if you're worried about Beal getting injured, well, Chris Paul gets injured. Well, what about the defense? Well, Chris Paul doesn't really play defense anymore. But Chris Paul is still one of the best distributors in the league. Okay, so he has Bill beat in one category. Right now, today, are the Suns better with Bradley Beal over Chris Paul? If your answer is anything other than yes, you need help. I like Chris Paul. He is a great distributor. But he can't really score anymore. Can't defend. He's going to be, you know, he's a 
50 game a season guy. He's just old. So, and people are like, well, I think you have to trade Aiden. Okay, so trade him. Get some defensive pieces. Get get another big. Uh, Jason McIntyre on the herd throughout, uh, you know, Miles Turner. Viable. Plays defense. Doesn't need the ball. Okay. Is he better? Probably not. But is he going to be a good teammate? Yes. Can Bradley Beal distribute? Yes. So can Devin Booker. KD can if he really needs to. He's not the best at it. I wouldn't let him bring the ball up the court. But between Beal and Booker, you're fine on that front. They can run the offense. It's fine. And I don't think either one of them have a big enough ego to care who's bringing the ball down the court. And I don't, I don't think any, either of them give a shit. I think they both want to win. Especially Bradley Beal because he's not coming from a winning culture. Right now, Devin Booker is doing a lot of winning. Now, you know. Are the championships there? Okay. Sure. I'll give you that. But are they making postseason runs? Yeah, they're playing in June. They're playing late May, early June. Love that. That's what they want. So, that's that. The Suns are better with Bradley Beal. Now, Chris Paul going to Washington. Uh, Colin, uh, Colin Cowherd, I was listening to his show, and he was thinking, which I, I thought was a, a very good idea, tell Chris Paul, like, hey, we're not going to buy you out because it's not really going to create a lot of salary, you know, room in the salary cap for us. So why don't you just show up, sit on the bench. You're not going to play. So you can stay healthy and then as the trade deadline nears, we'll see if anyone wants to play you, which I think somebody would take Chris Paul. I, I think, you know, there's plenty of teams, you know, in, in that instance, anyhow, um, you know, somebody would have taken him. There's teams that would need a guy to at the very least, come off the bench and be able to run the floor.
and you know, whatever team he goes to, you know, say, Hey, you know what? How about your season starts in January, February? You know, how about we wait till after the all-star break? Then you play. If we play 17 playoff games, can you play 13 or 14 of them? If we play 20 playoff games, can you play 13 or 14 of them? Uh, that that was Cowherd's point, and I thought that was also a good point. Uh, but then the Wizards just absolutely finessed the Warriors. Um, I don't I don't know what the hell the Warriors are thinking. Somebody. I mean, more than likely, it is just a salary trade. If I had to venture a guess, that's what I would say. Still not ideal. (laughs) Are you going to get Chris Paul cheaper than you would keeping Jordan Poole around? Yeah, absolutely. Does that make it worth it? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, and, and, but I, I will say, along with it, I do think it is a salary trade. I think that's only half of it, though. The other half, I would say, because of just the rift by the punch. Um, which, if you haven't seen the punch check it out i mean who doesn't love a good video of a guy just getting decked especially when he's been running his mouth you know he's been running his mouth and just fucking gets his fucking shit rocked who doesn't love that everybody does draymond just out here you know telling the kid look you know, fuck around and get sunned. And that's what happened. But. um, Because the Warriors on the road were just abysmal. I mean. Their road play was. Uh, <laughs> an atrocity to mankind. <laughs> I mean, it was just terrible. Just bad. Chris Paul's not going to start. Chris Paul's minutes are going to be extremely, severely limited. Because he's going to be on the floor when Steph is not on the floor. Unless, I don't even know, could they? Ooh, I don't know. Under the new CBA, could they move him as well? 
I don't know that they could. I'd have to look into that. I haven't seen anything like that. Because I don't think... I haven't seen that anyone else thinks that they're going to try to move him. Um, if you were going to try to move him, why would you trade Jordan Poole away for him in the first place? So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't... That doesn't make any sense to me, but... Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Sorry, I had to mute it so I can get my dog to adjust. He's over there snoring like a jackass. Um... I don't know. And, of course, you know, my tweet, as soon as I, it, it was, I, well, I don't know who broke it. I'm going to guess that Woj broke it because that's where I saw it. I I saw it from Woj on Twitter. Um, I would say... To all the folks out there, because my first thought was Golden State just got finessed. <laughs> that, that was my my first thought. Uh, I understand why they did this trade, but that doesn't make it a good one. <laughs> like, it makes sense as to why you did it. That doesn't mean that it was good for you. But. Um, to all the people. Saying things like. Okay, so the Wizards. Essentially got Jordan Poole for Bradley Beal. Yeah, when you look at it like that, it's still not good. Like, the Wizards lost the Beal trade with Phoenix, yes, but then they won this one. Um, but... Because, look, they probably won't even keep those draft picks. They'll probably end up trading those away for something else. But. I think Beal was ready to move on. And I think Washington was also ready to move on. So, I'm not going to take it as uh, you got Jordan Poole for Bradley Beal. Congratulations, you lost the trade. I'm not taking it as that because Bradley Beal won it out. So, how if he, if he stays, how into it is he going to be? Because he's, you know, he had the, the no trade clause. Uh, wasn't he the only guy in the league with a no trade clause? So, it's like... Wherever you wanted to send him, he already, I don't know where he vetoed, but the rumor is that he 
vetoed at least one trade partner. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to take it as them losing that, you know, still for, you know, Jordan Poole for, for Beal because Beal wanted out. And once a player wants out, the team is pretty much like, this is going to be bad for morale. We need to reboot, try to find uh, a culture that we can really center around. And go from there. And, and that's what they're going to do with Jordan Poole, I would assume. Um, now, they're not going to be good because uh, didn't Porzingis just leave too? Where did Porzingis? I think Porzingis went to Boston, right? Let me double check that. <laughs> okay, so this is another uh big trade that I forgot. We didn't, you know, we didn't talk about it. Um yeah, the Celtics receive Porzingis from Washington. Uh, 2023 and a 2024 first round pick. Grizzlies receive Marcus Smart, which is great for Memphis. That is fucking great for them. You get fucking um, Dylan Brooks out and bring in Marcus Smart. I mean, that is exceptional. Marcus Smart isn't like fucking, you know, he's not a top 10 player in the league, but that's what that team needs. I mean, we saw it in the playoffs. Like, Joe Missoula clearly was not getting the job done. They're down 3 0. And then you see Marcus Smart sitting in the coach's chair. Got all the guys gathered around him. I mean, I couldn't hear what he was saying. Probably something along the lines of, let's fucking go. Get your fucking heads out of your asses. Let's do this. We need to play as a team. I don't love Marcus Smart as a player. I don't hate him. I don't think he's a bad guy. But that is the, a, a leader that that team needs. That is a guy that I absolutely think could get in there and from day one look at John Morant and be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Do you want to win? Do you want to continue making money? You got a chance to be great. Why are you out here being a fucking fool? 
Marcus Smart's that kind of guy. I, I promise you that. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, Marcus, Marcus Smart, he's only going to play for 25 games. You know, he's, he's on a downhill slope. He's a leader. That team doesn't have a leader. That's what they need. They're young. They're wild. They're fucking. Their best player thinks he needs to be spectacular every shot on the floor. And then when he's not on the floor, he's flashing pistols on IG Live. Like, they need a leader. They're getting one. What do you mean he's going to be on a downhill slope? Memphis got what they needed. A hundred percent. And I'm sure there's some people out there that are going to disagree. You know, by the time I hear what the experts have to say about it, they'll say, well, I don't know that I like this. You know, I mean, losing Porzingis is not great, but if you're, if you need to reboot, then fucking, then reboot, then do the damn thing. And I mean, Porzingis to to Boston is. Goodbye, Al Horford. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I don't know what the deal will be with with uh, Robert Williams, but. They'll figure something out. Um, and the Wizards out of this received Tyus Jones and a 2023 second round pick. So that's whatever. The Wizards are cleaning house. I'm not mad at them. They're already bad. It's already not working. People are like, well, you can get a lot worse. Sure, I guess, but it's it's not working. So what's the point? What's the point in in continuing to try to pay these guys all this money if it's not working? Oh uh, no, no answer. Okay, it's a reboot, dude. It's a reboot. That's I mean that's all there is to say about it. They're gonna figure out if it works or not. They'll move some pieces. They'll do something. I don't know. They're not a greatly run organization, but they're trying to figure something out, and I respect them for it. Fucking Marcus Smart on the downhill slope. Are you kidding me? He is instantly going to be a leader in that locker room. Yes, I understand. He's kind of he's kind of goofy. He's kind of a weird guy. He's going to get in there and he'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? I, I I want to win. I just come from a team that's been really close the past few years. I'm not coming here for shits and giggles and you flashing pistols. That's not what I'm here for. 
I'm here to win shit. And Porzingis to Boston. I mean, that's just, that's a great get. I mean, what else can you say about it? I mean, that's just. You know. I would say Yeah, Robert Williams is going to stay at center. Porzingis can play power forward. He's not quite big enough to be the big. I mean, I say that Bam's not very big either, but you go maybe Derek White Point guard, starter, Jalen Brown at guard, Jason Tatum, and Porzingis is your forwards, Robert Williams at center. That's an upgrade. They definitely got better. Uh, I, I would go as far to say as I mean, they did lose a leader, but I also think second year Joe Missoula is going to have his shit together a little bit. And I don't care if Jalen Brown wants to lead or Jason Tatum wants to lead. I don't give a shit. Jason Tatum, people say, well, your best player. No, your best player doesn't have to be your leader. Kevin Durant has been the best player for multiple teams that he's played for. He's never been the leader. Not once. He even said, I'm not a leader. I don't want to be. I, 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 do I love that? No. Am I mad at him? He just wants to play ball, man. He wants to win. And if he feels like, look, I don't know that I'm qualified to lead. I don't really want to be put under that stress because... We've all seen what can happen to KD when he's not 100% there in a game. He kind of falls apart. So I don't have a problem with, you know, if Jason Tatum can't be a leader, doesn't want to be a leader, whatever it is, I don't have an issue with that. John Morant's the best player in Memphis. He is clearly not a fucking leader. He can't get his own shit together. So if Jalen Brown needs to step up, let Jalen Brown step up. If Porzingis needs to come in and be like, yo, I know I'm not the number one here, but God damn. <laughs> Y'all got to get your shit together. Anyhow. Marcus Smart on the downhill slope. Man, shut the fuck up. He's like, what, like 30? Is he even 30 yet? Watch him be like 34. Some dumb shit. Uh huh. No, he's not even 30. He's 29. What are you talking about? He's on the downhill slope, you jackass 
Yeah, he says he was in complete shock that, you know, that he got traded. Were you? Were you in complete shock? Come on, man. Come on. All right. Uh, we're about out of time here on this segment. So I'm going to put a stop to it. And we'll be back for one more. I think. Maybe two more. Maybe one more. I don't know. We'll see how quickly I get through it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right. We're back. Let's get it going. Let's get it going, bud. Um, first things first. Uh, Secret Invasion has now started streaming on Disney+. Plus. I just watched the first episode the other day. Um, so far pretty goddamn good um it looks like it's it's gonna get a little fucking dark so strap in but highly suggest that you check it out uh the machine is now available for digital download so uh suggest you hop on that one if you haven't seen it if you didn't go see it in theaters you're a piece of shit for not supporting my boy but also <clears throat> you can still support him by buying the shit, renting the shit, whatever you gotta do, watch it. It's fucking you'll you'll have fun watching it. It's not the greatest movie you've ever seen. Is it funny? Yes. Will you have a good time watching it? Yes. What do you have to lose? It's what I thought, you fucking prick. Um and on that, I mean just real quick. I am so over critic scores for comedies. Like these fucking guys have an ounce of humor. Like they know what makes a comedy movie a good comedy movie. The Machine got a 27%. Like I said, was it great? No, it's not the greatest movie you've never... It's not The Godfather. It's not good, fellas. It's it's not fucking. I don't know. People would say, "Well, it's not Citizen Kane." Citizens Kane is Jesus Christ. Citizen Kane is a dog shit movie. Don't at me. I'm sorry. A lot of old movies are fucking terrible. People are like, "Well, you're no, you're just looking at it from." You know, today's standards, things are better. No, you're looking at it with nostalgia. It's the same reason that people think the original Star Wars movies is the, are the best trilogy. They're not. Four and six are the same fucking movie. The writing is tired, boring, and repetitive. Yeah, don't fucking at me. One, two, and three are the best trilogy. There's the most range of emotion there's the most action there's the most topics the there's political rising and falling there's fucking all of it the whole storyline comes together it's all good four five and six are great love them they're not the best four and six are the same fucking movie this kid fucking starts out on a desert planet 
And then he goes and talks with a fucking old Jedi master that dies later in the film. After, you know, he goes to space. Then they both, you know, die later in the film. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I guess Yoda dies sooner, but still doesn't matter. Same difference. He blows up the Death Star. That's it. <laughs> that's fucking, that's it. Four, five, and six. They can't even decide whether it's Han or Han. They say both throughout four, five, and six. Some people say Han. Some people say Han. They can't even decide what his fucking name is. And when they say it differently, there's no correction. It would be one thing if you're like, oh, that's for the plot. People are like, oh, you know, maybe they don't know who he is. So they say Han, and he's like, actually, it's Han. No correction. It's just Han or Han. And people can't decide, is it Leia or Leah? Yeah. Don't believe me? Go watch them again. Again, no correction. They're like, hey, Princess Leah. And she, actually, it's Leia. Nope. Uh-uh. They just can't fucking decide how they want to say it. The dialogue is terrible. I love them because it, it launched a universe that I love. They're bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, But all that shit aside, critics don't know a fucking thing about comedy. Not a one of them has a sense of humor. Some of the best comedy movies that I've seen with the best jokes, the, just the smartest writing, good acting, terrible scores. Like, fuck, like Norbit? Norbit is fucking hilarious. Terrible scores. Terrible scores. That's a great comedy movie. Comedy movies don't have to make you think. So giving the machine a 27%, why don't you shove that up your dumb ass? Your fucking job is worthless. Like, it makes me mad, but also people don't give a shit what the fucking critics say anymore. I want the audience score. How did the audience think it was? Because everybody that I've talked to that saw the machine, you know what they said? I laughed and I had fun. They said that everybody's saying the same thing that I'm saying. It's not the greatest movie I've ever seen, but I laughed a lot and I had fun. That's what it's supposed to be. Bert's a fucking comedian. When you go to his shows, he wants you to laugh and have fun. Would he love for you to leave and be like, that's the greatest comedy show I've ever been to? Probably. But more so than anything, they just want you to come have a good time and get a few chuckles out of it. So miss me with your 27%. I hope you fucking choke on your chops out later. Because I know that's what all you fucking stuck up pricks are eating. God knows you don't eat any fucking beef. You're all living out on fucking 
in LA and San Francisco making a shit ton of money to do fucking nothing with your life except watch movies and tell people that they're bad. Congratulations. That's your whole job. People are like, that's a great job to have. It's kind of a pussy job to have. But, you know, whatever. Congratulations. You're really important to the world. But moving on. I've got I've got something tucked away that like has sparked a lot of controversy. Not controversy. It's a fun debate, but I think that a lot of people are fucking dumb for their answers. Uh, but I'll share that later. For now, um every single day. I, I have a folder tucked away in my phone, a special folder. It's entitled, Anyone with Half a Brain. I know you thought it was going to be a porn folder. Psych, I just do that shit on the browser, bud. I ain't worried about having no folder for that bullshit. My folder is entitled, Anyone with Half a Brain Could Do Emmanuel Acho's Job Better Than Him. Someone said the other day, Emmanuel Acho should should replace uh, Shannon Sharp on Undisputed. I'm like, what? so we can get two dumbasses that never have a good take? Is that what we want? This dude literally said that the Chiefs were going to finish fourth place in the AFC West. Now, I will admit, going into the season, I was like, eh, the Tyreek Hill trade doesn't bother me. The Chiefs aren't really going to be a deep threat anymore, but they'll own the middle of the field. They'll be all right. It just might be a little tougher. You're not getting any free points. Because with Tyreek, sometimes you get you get free points. Because he's just so fast. I was right. Before the season, I did not think the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl. But if you know, if I if I had put money on it last season, I'd been like, yeah, they could probably make it to the AFC championship game. I could have seen them falling to the Bengals again. That's fair. As 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 much of a diehard Chiefs fan as I am, Kevin Wild says he's the mayor of Fair. I'm the fucking president of Fair. Okay, <laughs> like <laughs> miss me with your fucking New England loving bullshit. DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to be a fucking patriot. Why in God's name would you go to an old defensive coach that doesn't know anything about today's league and offensive culture? Mac Jones, eh. No, he's not going to be a fucking patriot. Shut up. Mayor of Fair. Miss me with it. I am the president of Fair. I am the emperor of Fair. Emmanuel Adcho. The Chiefs were never going to be in fourth place, you fucking dummy. Saw earlier today, 
his top five wide receiver and quarterback duos. You ready? Number five, Allen and Diggs. Okay. Number four, Hertz and Brown. Number three, Tagovailoa and Hill. Okay. All right. Number two, Cousins and Jefferson. Jay Jett is just kind of fucking carrying Kirk through that, but whatever. Okay. Number one, Chase and Burrow. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Personally, I believe right now, Jamar Chase. I'm going to catch flag for this. I think Jamar Chase is the best receiver in the league right now. I do. I I do. It it is hard to argue anyone else. I love Joy Taylor. I I love her to death. And I, I love J Mac, but sometimes I miss Joy Taylor on the herd, man, because I, I I love listening to the sports shows, or at least the sports shows that I like. You know, I like first things first. I like the herd. I would listen to speak more if I didn't have to hear Emmanuel Acho talk ever. That would be nice. If I could just hear, because the rest of the lineup is great. Joy Taylor, Rick Buecher, and Shady to throw a little bit of, just a little bit of salt in, in that shit. Because cause Shady gets a little fucking shady. Like, he gets a little salty sometimes. That's okay. I, I like that. But Emmanuel Acho is a fucking dumbass. I've never heard him have one good take. And I know he's go- doing good things for, you know, political talking points and shit like that. I don't have any problems with that. Use your platform as long as you're using it in a in a good way. Not even that, you know, we have to agree on whatever it is. But as long as you're using it in a positive manner. Cool. Good with it. I respect him for that. But his takes are fucking terrible. I've never heard him have a good one. You know who should have been number one on your wide receiver and quarterback list? Patrick Mahomes and fucking anybody. Patrick Mahomes and anybody. People are like, well, they don't, you know, they're not going to have the most yards. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care if you put Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. That's the best. You all already say that, well, he's not really a tight end. He's a wide receiver. He's just big. Shut up. Shut up. He's fine at blocking. You know why he doesn't block? Because the Chiefs don't run the ball very often, you dumb shit. You know why George Kittle's revered for his blocking because the 49ers are a run first team. They've had Jimmy G and Brock Purdy. No shit. They're going to run the ball a lot. You fucking dumbasses. Do, do you not know anything about offensive schemes for fuck's sake? Take a look in the mirror for a second. Hold up a finger towards the person 
looking back at you in the mirror and just say, you don't know anything about football. You're a dumb fuck. And just accept it. Okay. That's what you need to do. Not a joke. I want you to go into your bathroom, wherever it is. Go find a mirror right now. Look yourself in the eye and say, you know what? I'm a failure. Because that's what you deserve. That's all that you deserve. I don't want physical harm to come to you. I want emotional harm to come to you. Because you can't fix that shit. No, sir. Fucking, oh, get out of my mentions. Tired of this shit. Anyways, I'm getting distracted. (sighs) Patrick Mahomes and anybody is number one on that list. He showed it last year. Juju was the number one wide receiver on the team. No, he didn't have the yards. No, he didn't have the touchdowns. Did it fucking matter? I don't care how many yards they produce. Do you win? This is this is my point on Joy Taylor. I love her. She's very Miami heavy on the, you know, uh, uh, the Dolphins having the best wide receiver room. No, they don't. It is the Bengals. They do have the best wide receiver room. They just don't have the best quarterback. They have a very good quarterback, yes. I believe right now, put him at number two. I don't think he's the second best in the league, but right now he is at number two. He just is. Among all the other young guys, he is he's number two. But the Bengals have the best wide receiver room. Philly is very goddamn close. I mean, less than a cunt hair apart. But anyways, we gotta we gotta move a little quicker here. I guess I mean I guess I could do another segment. I don't know. We'll see how we'll see where we're at. But Joy Taylor's argument was well, the Dolphins receivers had four hundred more yards. Okay. They lost more games. They had a first round exit. They can't keep their quarterbacks healthy. I understand their receivers are very good. It's not their receiver's fault that Tua can't stay healthy. That's not their fault. I don't give a shit if they had 400 more yards with second and and third uh, string quarterbacks. At the end of the day, if there's no points and no wins coming with those yards, then the yards don't fucking matter. Philip Rivers threw for like fucking 300 yards, 400 yards for God knows, I don't know, a million games in a row. Matt Ryan threw for 4,000 yards for like fucking 10 years in a row. Drew Brees threw 5,000 yards five years in a row. Where are the wins? Drew Brees got one Super Bowl win. Matt Ryan has zero. Philip Rivers has zero. Up to that point, Drew Brees had more yards than Tom Brady. Is Drew Brees better? That's what I thought. I love Drew Brees. 
statistically, I mean, he's just, he is the best. But he's not the GOAT. Because he didn't win. He won one time. Philip Rivers never won. Matt Ryan never won. I don't give a shit how many yards they have. If points and wins are not coming with it, if I'm not getting rings from it, what the fuck does 400 yards matter? It doesn't. That's a ridiculous argument. Anyways. Some other dumb shit that Emmanuel Acho has said lately. Um, he believes that Aaron Rodgers and the Jets will have a Brady and uh, uh, Bucks results. That's stupid. Tom Brady picked where he went. And picked a couple guys to get around and pick somebody with what was a superpower defense on the rise, a pretty goddamn good receiver core. And then he brought his superstar tight end with him. There's your ring. Aaron Rodgers got traded to the Jets. The defense is really good. The offense, I th- I do think they are pretty good, but they've got a lot of questions. The Bucks, those questions didn't exist. It's a ridiculous thing to say. Justin Fields will make a Jalen Hurts type jump this season. Look, do I think Justin Fields is going to be better? Yeah. Do I think the Bears are going to go to the Super Bowl? No. That's a stupid thing to fucking say. You can't say he's going to have a Jalen Hurts jump if they don't go to the Super Bowl because that's what Philly did. That's what Jalen Hurts did. That is fucking dumb. Sorry, my dog snored again. It's a terrible fucking take. Dak will have the best year of his career. With who? CeeDee Lamb? I got news for you, dude. CeeDee Lamb is not as fucking good as you all think he is. Yeah, he's good. He's... If he goes to Cincinnati, he's the number three. If he goes to Philly, he's the number three. What are we talking about? That's my new judgment for wide receivers. If they can't go to Cincinnati or Philly, start over T. Higgins at the number two, or Devonta Smith at the number two, then what the fuck are we talking about? There's only a handful of guys. Justin Jefferson, Tay Adams, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill. Maybe... Maybe DeAndre Hopkins. Stephon Diggs would. Are any of those guys starting over? Justin Jefferson probably starts over A.J. Brown. It's close. It is very fucking close. Tay Adams, probably still going to be the number one. Show those kids how it's done. I just think Jamar is better now because of the, the yak, the speed, the ability. He does not round run routes as, as precise as Tay does. 
but you've got CD Lamb and fucking Brandon Cooks. How is he going to have the best year of, of his career? Please explain to me how this is going to be his best season yet. Fucking stupid. Oh, God. Terrible. Just terrible. Okay. All right. That's enough. So now you've seen that's that's just a few things in the Emmanuel Atchell folder. There's more. And I'm going to take him to Fox someday and be like, look, give me a job. This guy's a fucking dumbass. Okay, moving on. We're going to try to we're going to see if we can wrap this up here pretty quick. All right. You're, and some of you may have seen this. You're in an arena with 50 hawks, 10 crocodiles, three brown bears, 15, which three brown bears? What are, are like grizzlies or what? They're stupid. This is a stupid thing to say. Either they're grizzly bears or they're just brown bears. If they're just brown bears, then it's like not that dangerous. Uh, anyways, 15 wolves. One hunter with a rifle, seven buffalo, five gorillas, four lions, 10,000 rats. Pick two to defend you, the others attack you. Goal is to survive one hour. And all of you fucking, oh, let's try to dissect it with logic warriors out there. The point is that everything in here is is on attack mode. Everything in here is, is ready to go to war right now. Okay. Um, the most obvious pick. Look, and they didn't say which kind of rat. I'm just going to base this off of the most common rat you're going to find is, is the is the brown rat, you know, the Norwegian rat. Um, there are also some of the largest ones. The average, like 16, 17 inches long, bodies are usually a little longer than the tails. The most obvious answer is 10,000 rats. You take the 10,000 rats. And then we'll leave it up to debate for, I'll listen to 50 hawks, I'll listen to four lions, I'll listen to five gorillas. I'm not taking three bears. You fucking, no, stupid, I don't care. Well, they're the apex predator. A gorilla kicks the shit out of a bear. People are like, oh, I would put my money on the bear. The bear has two, two things. Three, I guess. It's claws its teeth and its strength well they're not very strong compared to a full-grown male silverback i'm not gonna be able to fit this in i'm gonna have to do another segment we'll see i don't know we're, we're gonna try to do it here but i promise fully grown male silverback fully grown male grizzly 
gorilla kicks the shit out of the fucking bear. Gorilla's bite force, stronger than the bear's. Congratulations, your fucking teeth don't matter anymore. Claws, don't care. You're slow. Strong, okay. So is a fucking gorilla. Gorilla's also faster and smarter. Bears are fast, one-directional. They go fast, forward. A gorilla is fast, forward, backward, sideways, and up. Gorillas can jump. Bears don't jump. So thinking that a bear beats a gorilla is fucking dumb. Not to mention the gorilla is way fucking smarter. Idiot. I will listen to four lions because the speed and agility difference between them and the gorillas is massive. Uh, I mean, gorillas are quick. They're strong. They're smart. But lions are very fucking agile. I mean, if something that weighs 500 pounds can jump on you from 30 feet away... That's pretty goddamn hard to defend. Um, God damn it. I can't fit this in. So I'm just going to end this here. <laughs> and we'll start back up here in a second. Okay. And then we're going to wrap this up. Because I got I got more shit to say about this. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to fucking. I'm going to tell you the right choices here in just a minute. Okay. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, and we're back. I'm going to try to wrap this shit up quick. Um, So, we left off, I was saying, I'll, I'll listen to the lines. Okay, uh, Buffalo, I don't care how fucking big they are. For their size, they're, sure, I guess they're fast, but they're not that dangerous. The hunter with the rifle, I mean, that's a problem. Is there a way for you to communicate with the animals that are defending you? Or are you just kind of picking at will? Like, can you avoid the hunter with the rifle long enough for something to wipe it out? 15 wolves, fucking dogs. Nobody's picking dogs. 10 crocodiles, worthless. I mean, they're just worthless. So I'm obviously taking the 10,000 rats because if like I'm listening to Church of Laszlo and they're talking about this and they're like, well, it's an arena like 10,000 rats isn't that many. I'm like, do you not understand? And like fucking Slim Fast, I love him. He says, just step on him. Just step on him. You can't just step on a 10,000 things that are as big as your foot. Do you know how a pack of rats would actually attack? They are predators, I promise. They will eat anything they can get their hands on. Generally, it's smaller things, you know, birds, whatever, you know, the case may be, eggs. But if there's a bunch of them working together, they can take you down pretty fucking quick. Sorry, my dog keeps snoring. It's fucking making me mad. But, like, do, do you not understand how many 10,000 is? You clearly don't. You're saying 10,000 isn't that many. That's enough for them. They will literally swarm you, crawl all over your body, and start gnawing on you. 
as soon as a couple of them reach your feet, that's death by a thousand puncture wounds. I mean, you might want to just pick the rats for the sake of if that's what kills you, that would be the most terrible fucking way to die. At least the fucking, you know, the lions, the bears, the gorillas, whatever, the, the crocodiles, they'll fucking, they'll end you pretty quickly. The rats, oh God, that's going to be, you know, 30 to 45 seconds of the most pain you've ever felt in your life. Um, I'll listen to 50 Hawks just for aerial support. Aerial support wins wars. I mean, that's just what it is. Um, me personally, because there's a hunter with a rifle. Okay. And they don't say what rifle, if they're saying rifle, I'm going to assume that it's like a high powered rifle. We're not talking like an AR 15. We're not talking, you know, semi-automatic. We're talking probably bolt action. Some shit like that, you know. He can get you from anywhere. That's tough. But for me, that's why I'm going to go probably 10,000 rats and five gorillas so I can just stand behind the gorillas while the rats go fucking do the deal. I don't, I don't care how much is out there. The the only thing for the rats that would be a problem would be 50 hawks, but if it's a swarm of rats and the hawks keep swooping down, you're going to run out of hawks before you run out of rats. I, I promise you that. Like, do you not understand? Like, each hawk would have to kill... Let's do the math. There's 50 hawks, 10,000 rats... What, they each have to do fucking, they have to kill 200 apiece, right? Is that, yeah, that's right, right? Yeah. Each hawk would have to kill 200 apiece. They'll fucking die from exhaustion just fighting the fucking things. Do you not understand how many 10,000 is? 10,000 rats. In total, everything else, let's say, for argument's sake... We take 10,000 rats, five gorillas. We'll leave the hawks out for a second. Ten crocodiles, three brown bears, that's 13. Plus 15 wolves, that's 28. Plus one hunter with the rival, 29. Plus seven buffalo is 36. Plus four lions is, is 40. 40 other things, 90 total with the hawks. And look, hawks, I mean, they can try and swoop down on the gorillas as much as they want. People are like, they can get their eyes out. No, not gorillas, dude. I think you are seriously underestimating how smart gorillas are and how powerful they are. As soon as that hawk swoops down, that gorilla will snatch it out of the air and it's, it's over. That's fucking 90 other things. That means there's... Over a hundred rats to each one of them. Each one of them has to fight off a hundred rats. More than a hundred rats. And forget about the hawks for a second. You got 40 things on the ground. Now you have to fight off closer to 200 rats. Or, or over 200 rats. Yes, 
a lot of the rats, well, I say a lot, some of the rats are going to die, yeah. As soon as they cover something, like, they don't have, like, the big canines, you know? They don't have, like, cats, like, they don't have teeth like the big cats or like the wolves and shit like that. Those front teeth are still pretty fucking razor sharp. Death by a thousand puncture wounds. I promise a bear cannot fucking get 200 rats off of it in time for it to not bleed out. Nor a lion. There's 10,000. As long as something wipes out the hunter pretty quick, if you can send 50 of them over to take out the hunter real quick, because that hunter ain't biting off 50 rats. Not 50 brown rats. That dude's going to be dead quick, fast, and in a fucking hurry. So I'll, I'll listen to lions, I'll listen to hawks, but I'm taking 10,000 rats and gorillas. The, the main story here is, if you don't take the rats... You don't know strategy. <laughs> You're dumb and you don't know anything about rats. And clearly you can't count. 10,000 is way fucking more than you think. Well, just step on them. Rats are a lot fucking bigger than you think, dude. Clearly you've never seen one. They're pretty goddamn good size. It's not no goddamn field mouse. That rat will fucking eat that field mouse whole. And they're like, well, rats will be terrified. Them motherfuckers can be pretty vicious if they want to be. A lot of them are carrying diseases anyway. I know Ratatouille taught us different, but... And that was, that was then, this is now. I mean, are we talking like New York rats? New York rats will kill fucking anything you put in front of them, dude. <laughs> New York rats will fucking find a way to outlive a fucking nuclear strike, man. They don't give a fuck. They will eat anything and everything you put in front of them. They don't hide for shit. Them motherfuckers are tough. There's my argument. There's my case. If you think I'm crazy, I think you're stupid. Whatever it is, don't care. But... That is our time. I'm going to have a screaming two-year-old run through that door any second now. So, we're going to call it quits here. I appreciate y'all listening. Appreciate you making me a part of your day. And I just... I really want to make money off this shit, guys. I like doing it, but I would really love to make money off of it, too, okay? I I do. I do enjoy it for fun. But if, if, if I can get some monetary gain, that'd be fucking sweet. So just, you know, tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell them to give it a try, you know? And if they give it a try and they're like, eh, not for me. I think this guy's annoying. I think he's an asshole. So be it. At least you spread the word. At least somebody tried. You know what I mean? That's all I want. That's all I want. I just want you to give me a chance. Just give me a chance to gain your love. And we could have a beautiful partnership. I give you 
a hint of comedy and the greatest sports takes you've ever heard. And uh, you take that out into the world and, and spread genius. That's what you're spreading. And you hear my takes and you take them out there and tell somebody else. You are spreading genius. That's a beautiful thing for this world. Okay? That's all I got to say. And this has been Hopelessly Unchecked. We'll see you kids next time. Take it easy. Thank you.